Hello everyone and welcome to the Affinity Podcast. Today we welcome David Jones themselves here. Now they'll be mainly a person you'll find over on Twitch, but is a prominent Magic the Gathering player and primarily Commander Focus. She streams every Monday, every Friday, is a Twitch affiliate themselves, and is overall a generally amazing person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm also a goblin. Also a goblin, yes, very much. <laughs> Which I'm surprised. Has Monster asked you to do one of his intros yet? Um, no. <laughs> Badger him. Get him to do it. Demand it. <laughs> so, right. One of the reasons I mainly want to talk to you is because you are one of one of the streamers that everyone says is like a person you should talk to about streaming because you do it twice a week. You're very good at it. Very personable. Now, we don't do that. We just sit down, record a video, and then edit it. And I was wondering how and mostly why did you decide to do Twitch streaming? What attracted you to that idea of playing the game? Um, well, during the pandemic, we the, uh, the only way we had to um, play Magic was over Spelltable or Discord. Mm. And I really enjoyed playing online and all that kind of stuff. And um, Neil was doing his thing with uh, video recording and editing like you guys are doing. Yep. Um, and I was uh, guesting a lot on other people's streams, and I really enjoyed it, and I loved the community, and I was like, okay, I want to have my own community and do all that kind of fun stuff, um, and that's pretty much how the the stream came to life. Uh, Neo helped me a lot with uh, how to set up the whole stream. Uh, my overlay is made by him. Uh, all of the OBS things that are so difficult to handle, he's helping me with all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, and also I, I, during the pandemic, the goblin came to life. Uh, <laughs> we were doing so well yeah. mentally, you know, <laughs> and it kind of stuck and it's kind of my thing now. So it's like, it's easy to have fun times with the, with the goblin voices and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah I decided to put that out there and make it a thing. <laughs> so, so for the people that don't know, what, what's the whole goblin thing about? Um, okay, so on my stream, chat can decide to have some a player do their entire turn in the goblin voice. And <laughs> goblin voices are a wide range of things. You know, we've had, um, I, I don't remember the name, but Boyden, I don't know if you know this person on Twitter. Uh, he's a streamer as well, and he does... I think it's Godfrey. I, I don't remember the name, but it's a it's a goblin in D and D, and he does the voice for that, and it's super good. Uh, we've had New York Goblin, which it, some people have said it's like Krenkel's voice. Uh, we've had a uh, English Goblin. We've had uh, French. Well, I'm a French Goblin because I'm French. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so it's it's the whole thing, and people really like it, and. We can have everybody do the entire turn cycle in Goblin Voices, so you have everybody has a chance to chat to shine in and do their thing. Uh, but that's very chaotic, honestly. When everybody's speaking in Goblin Voice for the entire turn, it's very chaotic, but it's so funny. <laughs> See, that's something you get to do with Twitch and streaming and stuff like that, like interacting with your community and building that up, which which seems really nice. Well, yes, it's very you... nice. How do you find that different to something like uh, your local LGS? Like, do you find you take the same levels of the Twitch into the LGS, or do you think it's a different thing? Um, 
I, I well, from my experience with Twitch and uh, the LGS, it's very different. The rule zero discussion and deck discussion is a lot more present in the online community than in the LGS. Um, most times that I've been to an LGS and played commander there, most people were like, yeah, my deck's a seven, and you know, they're comboing out on turn three, and I'm like, I'm playing, like, what? It's a spicy seven, that is. <laughs> Yeah, a casual seven, you know? Uh, so that, and we were over there with Neo and my friends, and we were talking about our decks and what's in there. Uh, there's no infinite. It can win that, that, that way. There's that kind of cards in it. And people were like, cool, I play that, and I don't know what it does. And then it, the infinite. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, not, not, not what we're used to, no. but uh, <laughs> all right. So that's the huge difference that I prefer from online streaming and online playing playing with online friends is it's kind of already out there. Um, every single pod we do, every single time I guest on other people's streams, or even if we just play without having an audience or something, um, there's always that rule zero discussion. There's always that deck discussion. I run that type type of card. Like I know some people really don't like dark side, so some people I know have been saying, well, this deck runs dark side, so it's a little bit faster, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's the huge difference I would say. Yeah, we we have a little bit of that at our LGS where we don't tend to have as much rule zero discussion as you realistically should be on what commander are you playing? I think that's the only question we really have is what commander are you playing? Because that gives you a kind of flavor of it, if you like, but... Kind of, but I mean, there are commanders that are, you know, your deck can run without it. Mm. So, I mean, it could tell you an idea out of the deck, but it could also mean nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm playing the Corval Fake Curse King. Now, that could just be the pre-con, or it could have... Dockside in it and sacrifice at the wazoo, which is always yeah. Fun. It could have it could be a food chain marvel, yeah. you know. Completely. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So that that's the whole thing that makes it a lot more. I would say like you know what you're getting yourself into, and with the social contract being so present in Commander, we need that, and it's so so important. So whenever we go to the LGS, we are, we we keep on pushing, presenting our decks, saying what we're playing, list laying it out. If we have some kind of weird five six piece combo in there, we lay it out and we explain how it works and what needs to be interacted with, so that you know people have a great experience and they like it. But it's not some people. It's just you know it passes on their skin and they're like, okay, cool, and they don't they don't like they don't matter. That's a really good way of doing it. Like that sounds like a really healthy community, to be honest. The fact that you actually take time to say where your cards are, what they do, and when to interact is really important. Because then it also teaches people how and what yeah. the cards do. This is mostly what we tend to do when we go there. Because we need to teach more people. Because it's this is, the format is becoming so much present in the Magic community that... And people don't always watch content on on internet. Don't watch uh, uh, streamers play. They they have they don't consume that much content, mostly for casual because we know that for competitive they do watch it and they learn how to do the decks and all, and all that good stuff. But for casual, it's it's not everybody and it's not for everybody and that's fine. But being there and showing them what we we do, it's some it's a learning curve and I think some of them appreciate it, so we keep doing it. 
oh, that's absolutely fabulous, and you absolutely should. Like, Commander is, it is by numbers alone the single most uh, prevalent format in all of Magic at the moment. Uh, largely helpful too, Spell Table and the Pandemic in a weird way. Um, but it's also not the format I think people should start with, maybe. I mean, I think it depends on the people. Mm. I started with Commander. I tried to play a little bit of Standard and MTG Arena, mm. and it was not for me. I didn't know how to build the decks, yeah. and I didn't understand what was good and what was winning. Um, as with Commander, I'm just... I'm, I know, I put these cards in and it's gonna work, it's gonna be okay, you know? And so I think it depends on the people, but of course Commander is difficult, is more difficult to to understand all of the, all of the rules, all the mechanics, all of the cards. Um, but I think it depends on how invested you are also in learning the game and practicing and playing. Um, but yeah, I, it's not for everybody. But I, I think if you if you're really invested in, you can start with Commander. That's good. you're gonna be fine. Maybe we're just old. Like back back, <laughs> back in my day, back in my day, it was everyone played Standard. You then went into a bit of Modern when your cards rotated, and then you played Commander. That was the that was the thing everyone did. But that's <laughs> me being old. That's all gray hair coming in. I mean, I do have gray hairs as well, so it's not, don't feel don't feel too bad about that. No, I, I want to get the Reed Richards thing going. I was just like, just the grays around here. Ah, oh, see, that's perfect. That's no, all I'll... you need. <laughs> get that Dranath Magistrate look going on. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually brings me on to what? Are there any cards that you feel like Dranath Magistrate that you think that are not ban worthy, but our cards when someone plays you go oh I, I wouldn't play that grandmother's pearls moment of oh you're doing that oh okay <laughs> well i'm not huge like i'm not super legible in other colors <laughs> but in mono black there uh there are a few cards that i do not play as a mono black player um because i think they're not fun to play uh against and i don't want to to have that experience pushed on people um even though i mean i like sacrifice effects and i like uh all those kind of edict effects i don't run any uh dictator variables or grave packed kind of cards i think when that drops on the field i'm like okay and i know it's a sacrifice deck i'm like okay i'm not gonna have a board for the yeah. rest of the game great <laughs> or um Torment of Hellfire or Exsanguinate. Maybe it's because of my personal experience of playing against a, one of my friends' Wind Grace deck, which was a Torment of Hellfire deck, yeah. which happened consistently. We were dying to cut Torment of Hellfire every single time. I was like, no, okay, I'm not nope. playing that. That's okay. I've, I've seen what it does. I don't need to do that to people. That's okay. <laughs> so these are mostly my cards that I'm like, oh, and Smothering Tide. <laughs> Smothering Tithe was a mistake. Oh my god, why does it have to be two? Why does it cost two? <laughs> like one, you could you could get with like it's annoying, but I'll deal. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not pay occasionally. That's fine. But two, you, you just can't. You just can't. Oh god, it's just it's so expensive. God, oh. it is literally smothering. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. But yeah, there are definitely cards. Um, I always forget the black one. That's like um, Blood Moon Contamination. That's the one. 
Oh, yeah, contamination, yeah. Which? I don't run it. Uh, I might run it in maybe, like, some... A, a, a group slug deck, yeah. but uh, it's not as bad as uh, I would say, like addict effects or all that good stuff. You know, I like people to have their wards most of the time, and you know, I just press the button when it's too much. And <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to have your boards. <laughs> you're allowed to have your boards. Yes. <laughs> I'm a benevolent mono black player. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> mono black can be so gross. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I, I would always say the argument always comes between what's the best mono cause. It's always between mono blue and mono black. Always. Mm -hmm. I mean, mono green has been up there as well. It's been a lot... You know, cards have been pushed in mono green, so I mm. think mono green is still pretty much up there as well. I think it's maybe better than, than black just because it can do pretty much everything. Yeah, that's it has card draw, it has uh, ramp, it has removal for pretty much everything. Um, it's it's in the top tiers, I would say. But black is definitely over there. It's like he's staring at them with the pitchfork. <laughs> but back when mono green card draw was harmonize, and that was it. Yeah. That was all you got. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Do you think that's a problem, though? Like, now we're having this sort of meshing of the color palette. Like, it was the thing of, again, being old, that mono blue drew cards, white exiled and destroyed, black recurred, blue bounced, uh, red was hasty, green was big chunky things that destroyed artifacts. But now you do have green that does kind of do everything? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's okay, because... It it, it 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 makes that more color can do more things and I I I'm a mono color enjoyer so I I really appreciate that you can do your mono color deck and still be able to sit at the table with two three four five color decks and still you know be able to play and not be completely annihilated by by those decks so I appreciate that we can do more things in mono colors. Like, like, I, I mean, when they printed Feed the Swarm, the swarm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was needed. Oh, yeah, I was the happiest woman on Earth because I have four Mono Black Commander decks, and being able to remove enchantments is just like... Hello, Ma marrying Neo, getting Feed the Swarm. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> and now it has an old frame printing? Yeah. I mean, out of this world. Yeah. Oh, God. But I, I, and I think they also, like, even though they have these new things that they can do, new mechanics, it's still close to the color identity still. Um, red still has wheels, still has, um, has uh, impulsive draw, but it's just better. Mm. Uh, say mono, mono black can now remove enchantments, but it also can remove that creature on the same spell, and it's also tied to life loss, so that's still in the same bracket. Uh, white drawing, I mean, it gives to other people, which is what white white want to do as well. Uh, I don't know about blue. I'm not a blue player. So. <laughs> We've got card draw for days. We're fine for card draw. They counter my spells. That's uh, that's what they do. <laughs> Oh, but no, 
That is very true. That is, we are getting more and more, and I'm, I'm just hoping it leans more into that. Like, if you want to do something cool in block, it's going to cost your life. Yeah, Which, exactly. I think it, as long as it stays into what the main color wants to do, hmm. it's it's fine in my book. Yeah. It always reminds me of that bit of, um, God, this was years ago now, um, on the Command Zone, where Josh Lee Choir was saying that um, if you ever want to attack someone and you don't know who, attack them on a black player. That's like... mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, because they're gonna use that life at a good at a, for a good purpose. And yeah. in Commander, I mean, with forty life, sky's the limit. <laughs> yep. Oh, but oh, in that case, mono black, forty life. Do you play Soren Markov? Uh, I don't. Hey, so we're fi finding the line in the sand where David goes. That's not okay. Soren's on that um... side. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm not a huge fan of Planeswalkers. Okay. Um, I, I like them. I, I love the Liliana Planeswalkers. Mm. I do run those. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm not that much of a huge fan. Um, I will play a Planeswalker if it really work with what the decks want to do. Mm. Uh, for instance, the uh, Liliana Dreadhorde General. I will run it in most of my decks because it draws cards, yeah. makes tokens, and can, you know, have people sacrifice creatures. And, I mean, if it can ultimate, it wins the game, so... <laughs> <laughs> Any good Planeswalkers also should win the game. <laughs> I mean... You hope so. <laughs> but I, I also like the, uh, the one, the Dark Realms one that go get a swamp oh. because I'm always mana screwed. Uh... And also can pump a creature or uh, give minus X minus X to a creature equal to the number of swamps you control. So that's a cool also mm -hmm. mechanic to remove a creature that has indestructible, for example. Um, so I like that they just don't, they're not just oppressive. Mm -hmm. They they turn, they come in, they make, to put you at 10 life and that's all they do. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like that they have other kind of ways to work with the deck, not just being a uh, a card in here and, okay, I dropped that and I'm mean now. <laughs> yeah. Not just six mana take 30 damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not my it's not my cup of tea all that much. Maybe if I, maybe eventually, but right now it's, uh, I'm still happy with what I'm doing with, uh, with my decks. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, with regards to Planeswalkers, because obviously you've been keeping up with the, uh, the story of New Phyrexia. With one. I have not kept with the lore. Um, I really need to find somebody who has a podcast that talks about the lore so I can watch and uh, listen to it. Um, I know that a bunch of stuff is happening and a bunch of Planeswalker are being completed. Um, but the reasons why... I'm not that on the... I'm not that on the, on the nose on that... <laughs> I'll, I'll happily be told I'm wrong. As far as I'm aware, it's just if you get dripped on with the ichor oil, it's an infection and it makes you become oh. frexianized all really? the time. Damn. I think. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for Shivam or someone to tell me I'm wrong about that. But <laughs> as far as I'm aware, that's how it works. So, like, you just touch a bit of oil and, like, oops. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, oh god damn it. No. Oh, oh, it's all no. over me now. Oh. I'm but, made of metal now. Yeah. <laughs> So you touch it, you know how it is. You get to my finger, and then you're like, "Oh, it's on my, oh, it's on my face now." Oh, um, and it, oh, it, it gets everywhere. It's oil. It's <laughs> sticky. It's really hard to get off. Oh, 
and Mirrodin is not known for good soap, so uh, <laughs> it's just everywhere. But the the big problem that people are, uh, are having at the moment is that everyone's concerned that Deferi is just going to come in and go, rewind, do it again. Yeah. Which, but it, it's still, if he does that, it's still, I think it creates another timeline or another... Yeah. So I believe that, he, I mean, it could do that, and that would be the easy way, but it's still going to make another timeline. And in the other timeline where he doesn't change anything, well, the outcome might be that they're back and they destroy everything and everyone's... Very nice, you know. I, I just find it funny when there's so many people who are like, "We love characters and we're upholding the law. We also want everyone to die." It's like, it's like, feel like it's a bit of a mismatch there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, no. a little bit. Is there any, is there any cards from one that you've been exceptionally excited about though? Oh, I mean, uh, Drivnod, the uh, the Dominus. Let me grab that real quick. <laughs> I'll show you what it is. I, One of my wonderful, uh, lovely friends from Twitter sent this and one to me because I was looking for one desperately and I couldn't find one. Um, so, they, you know, in one they made a cycle of gods. Yeah. Phyrexian gods-like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Drivnod is Monoblack Tesa Karlov. Um, so it's a 8-3 Phyrexian horror. If a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, if that ability triggers an additional time. So as an aristocrat player, I'm like, wow, this is heaven. I want 12 of that card. Um, and for, t for two Phyrexian black mana, exile three creatures from your graveyard and put an indestructible counter on Drivnod. Um, it's, just, it's just so good. For five mana, it's... So yeah, that's the card of one that I've been really, really... Uh, Hyped about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mono, literally, I just taste a call off pawn on a different card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one less color, uh, one more mana, but one less color. Yeah. It's also it's also an 8-3 per... as well, which... 8-3? Yeah! <laughs> it's just, like, so good. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, it was, it, it's, it was probably the only and card that I was really looking forward to. There has also the a, a new demon, which, you know, I, lo I love demons, um, which is Archon of the Dross, which is a 6-6 flying trample, and uh, you put oil, you, it enters with four oil counters on it, you remove one every turn, and when it has no oil counters on it, you lose the game. Yep. Martin got that as his promo for pre-release. Didn't see it once in any of his games. You what? He didn't... Didn't see it during his games at all. Didn't draw it. Never got to play oh, it. Oh, no. Oh. That's how it goes. Oh. I, I really love it. And I think in um in Commander Legends, there was a devil that was printed, a Ragdoll's Devil, which is kind of group sluggish. You uh, can give away permanence and they discard cards and all that kind of good stuff. You know, Blim, yep. the... Uh, so I think in Blame, that card would be super good. <laughs> Just, like, give it away and... You have this now. Your problem! <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to make a deck of just giveaway stuff with stuff like... Harmless Offering. Just three mana, this is yours now. Yeah, yeah, and, like, Curses, where, um, you know, you when you have them... 
you draw cards, you have some some good things, and then there are bad things happening afterwards, so yeah, you give yeah. them at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that is pretty good. Which, oh, I do want to do something like that. What, what, is there any decks that you would like to make right now? Like, infinite money, you can have it at the split second right now. What deck would you oh. like to make? Um, oh my god. Um, I would for sure make a Dripknot deck, that's for certain. I cannot wait to see the new Ayara as well. Mm. There's going to be a new Ayara in Mom coming out, which is going to be Ragdos. Um, I probably rebuild uh, Olivia Voldaren Vampires. Um, I I'm pretty happy with what I have at the moment, but uh, with infinite money, money I probably upgrade my decks with better cards, like having a Lake of the Dead or uh, yeah. <laughs> buying more claw coffers. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but. But that ties into something you said earlier, where um, I say you've got Urborg and Cabal Coffers out. It's like you have to teach people which one do you destroy, and here's why you destroyed this one. If you've yep. got land destruction, obviously. I always take the Cabal Coffers. Yep, always take the Coffers. Always, always. Because if it's a mono black deck, it's not going to even matter. <laughs> hmm. That's the point. Which... Yeah. That, that's a card that still received printings and is still a bazillion dollars because it's just good. Well, Cabal Coffers has gone down in price quite uh, quite a bunch. Um, like, since the, the last printing in Modern Horizon 2, it's been around 30 Canadian dollars. So it's, All right, I thought it's, I thought... it's decent. It's decent. I remember when I first I bought my first Cabal Coffers uh, from, um, I think it was Torment, it was 80 Canadian dollars. I'm like, okay, but I need that card, though. <laughs> See, just because I don't keep losing, what is the exchange rate between Canadian dollars and uh, American dollars? Uh, it's, um, if I want to buy something in USD, I have to do one times 25. One point, one oh, 1.25. Just <laughs> so that exchange rate. <laughs> one more time. Oh, okay. That's yeah, so uh, Canadian dollar is 75 cents in the US. Right. At the moment. Who's on, who's on the Canadian dollars? Because obviously American have the presence. Who's on the Canadians? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably 125, I guess. I'd, yeah, probably. To have $1, you'd have to do 125 in USD, I think. I don't know. I'm not that good with the conversion rate. So. Uh, no, this is a question. Now, I'm fairly confident. I'm 99% sure this isn't true. But I was told it about a decade ago, and I haven't ever actually questioned it. Can you scratch Canadian money and have it smell like maple syrup? Oh my god. The old ones or the new ones? Because uh, be, we've if, had paper ones, and now we have uh, plastic ones. It'd probably be the old ones, considering when I was told this. But the I feel like it's a lie. Uh, I... Honestly, I haven't tried because <laughs> I mean, money's gross. Money's gross. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm pretty sure it's a lie, though. But Damn it's it. fairly common that we hear that, even here, even here. Like yeah. it's a, it's a running gag, I think. <laughs> what? Well, hold on. This this I this I have seen though. Putting putting maple syrup on the snow and then using a popsicle and scooping that up and then eating that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I've seen that. No, that's true. 
Uh, it has to be uh, reduced uh, maple syrup though because it's going to be too liquid and it's so it has to be reduced maple syrup. But yeah, um, I really don't know what it's called in English, but in French it's tire sur la neige. And what, what does that translate to? I think it's maple taffy, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Well, you'll have to Google that. <laughs> Google, Google Translate that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God. It is terrible. But mm -hmm. no, that's really See, we don't have... We, we might. I just don't know. But no, that's a really cool thing. Because I do find a lot of... Con I, it's, I don't know why. I find there's a lot of fairly high-profile magic people who are Canadian. Like, you got Mudster, Hermit, and, like, do you find that, or is it just my perspective bias? Um, I honestly don't really know. I've, I think everyone, every country has their prominent uh, content creator, and <laughs> I'm not that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that well read on on the big names and all that good stuff and where people's coming from. Uh, <laughs> like I distinctly know that you are the big names in in the UK, but uh, in Canada and all that. Well, I mean, in my opinion, maybe... <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll happily take that. That's David Jones quote 2023. Big names in YouTube content creation in the UK. <laughs> Get that put on our gravestone. Boom. Uh, made there it. you go. There you go. Um, and I know about Modsta, but uh, in, mm. like all the other ones, it's pretty much all mixed up mm. for me. I don't know if they're in the US. I don't know if they're uh, where they are actually and all that kind of good stuff. I, I mean, it's so close, Canada and US, that it yeah. blends in. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people like, wait, you're Canadian? Well, yeah. I'm like, Damn, that's nice. <laughs> I figure it out after interacting with these people for like two, three years. Can you not tell us all the free healthcare? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that is quite. Uh, that's quite funny. I do. I don't know. Maybe it's my bad perspective bias on all Canadian stuff. Because um, like. I think it was Homer pointed out that like, you have the major cities, and then you've got like just vast wildernesses in Canada. Like, yeah, exactly. And I, if there is more concentration in Toronto, well, in Ontario mm. and uh, Quebec, but like all the other provinces, it's like wild. It's a, Literally a wild. lot of distance, a lot of distance in between the towns. And even here, there's a lot of distance between the towns. Um, very surprisingly, like large compared to uh, maybe where you are from. Um, and there's, and then you have Vancouver where everything is crumbled in, in that uh, little area. Um, but yeah, it's, it's huge, vast spaces, a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of, um, forest and all of, uh, all of, a lot of nature as well, but it's very concentrated in Toronto. The Toronto area is, has a lot of the population over there. Um, and here in Quebec, we have Montreal who has a lot of the population mm. and then it's huge stretches of, uh, of road. And then you have another town and like maybe something that <clears throat> will a bit blow your mind. But when I go to Montreal, mm. I have to drive one hour and a half from where I live. Wow. 
<laughs> so where does that get you uh, with a one hour and a half drive? <laughs> if, we, if we drove an hour and a half, we can get an hour and a half train and be in London, which is a, like the other end of the country. Hour and a half, we could probably drive to Ireland or the <laughs> other side of the country if weather's good. Like, it's not like... Oh, I think I think it was Monster Way. So like, oh, I can drive three hours and I won't see another car. And I'm just like, dude, yep. if I drove three hours. <laughs> I'd be in France. Yep. <laughs> like that's insane. So that's the huge difference in the in the in, in the two countries, I would mm. say. Yeah. And even in the U.S. as well, it's pretty much the same thing. I the if you want to go to another state, you have to drive a couple hours, you know, to uh, to yeah. get there. Well, do you find that makes it difficult? Like, like, how easy is it for you to get to, like, if you have to go to your LGS, how easy is it to get to another LGS around you? Uh, in my town, there is one LGS. I don't really go there um, because my this is not really much a crowd that I hang out with. But the LGS I usually go to is where I used to live. Which is half an hour drive from here. Oh, uh, yeah, but the, in depending on the towns, there is more uh, stores than others. Like where I used to live, there's two stores now. Um, where I live right now, I think there's only one. So it really depends on the towns and all that stuff. But it's not that um, they're not all that well known and all um, publicized and all that. It's not huge names as well. It's yeah. all independent stores. It's not like there's not face to face every single in every single town, you know. Yeah, so anyway, we we do have at least one per se. Like we've got, we're in Chester, which is a pretty small town. We've got two, which is very nice. And then there's probably if I if I drove half an hour, probably one, two, three, point of the four I could get to in half an hour, which, like. We find that a bit normal for us, but then other people will say that's a bit very weird because they'll be in, you know, mainland Texas and they have one and can drive for half an hour and that's still their closest one half an hour around. But that oh, seems pretty good. It's like, you know, no struggling for product then in the, in the Canadian Highlands then. You can get everything. <laughs> no, not really. But... Do you think we're having, because that is a lot of product we are getting, do you think they're coming out a bit too quickly at the moment? So I know a lot of people are saying we're having, like, like one just came out, we've already got spoilers for March the Machines, and then we're also yeah. getting spoilers for Commander Masters already as well. I mean, I think it's, we have to get used to it now. It's the world we live in. Uh, yeah, I think it is too much, it is too pushed. I think they could take some time to really produce quality product instead of pushing things out but i mean as a business major i know that this is not gonna sell because right now things that they are doing sells people still buy the product even though it's poor quality printing poor quality of cardboard it still sells really much even though it's i mean commander masters is like what 400 USD dollars right now. Currently, yeah. Like I don't even want to look at how how much is gonna be here in Canada, um, but it's still gonna sell. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. So it's they're not gonna change what they're doing because they're making tons of money doing it. So they're not gonna be like, oh, uh, 
most of our people are dissatisfied with the quality that we that we produce and all that stuff they're not going to look at it because there's it sells so they don't have any incentive well well as a business major is there anything that you that we as consumers can do beyond just not buying it or is that the only well, thing we can do there's not that much we can do of course i mean we can as a as the thing is, we have to all, or most of us, have to stop buying the product and complain and tell them that we're dissatisfied. But it's, it's not. It. I mean, we're not going to reach a consensus on that because people still want to buy products. Yeah. People still want to get the things. The fear of missing out is super huge. Um, so I don't think that. I. I mean, I wish it would work, but I, I'm not so sure about that because. Even though there is that going on on the internet and all that stuff, there's so many people who just are out of the out of the you know community online and not that much involved with what's going on and the the, the things that's happening. So even if we would like, okay, everybody on Twitter, we don't buy that product or whatever, yeah. the other people that are not on that community are they they don't know, so they're probably going to buy it if they can afford it, you know? Yeah, that's. That's what I think, well, I don't know about it myself, that's something we get into a lot, but because we are so soaked and gestated in the online culture of talking to people, the content creators and all the drama and all the drama that always erupts on Twitter every 0.2 seconds of regularity, that we feel like we're very clued in, we know what's going on, but the vast majority of Magic players, as you say, don't even consume any content on the, on the YouTubes or the internet, so... All very well and good us complaining that we want two and three set blocks back we want better quality card control the vast majority of people aren't even aware that discussion's going on yeah they don't know but they they know that the quality is bad but they that's pretty much what they what they uh, what they're aware of and maybe i'm wrong i mean uh, that's a, that is my opinion but uh, maybe i'm wrong as well maybe uh <laughs> no, I, th I think you're completely right. I I deeply miss two, three set blocks. Are like you saying before you can only like you started in Amon Cat? Yeah. And Amon Cat was really good. It was a good two beat story. Here is a plane. Here is the plane being messed up. There's your story. <laughs> it's great. Yes, it's great. I mean, when I started, I didn't. Uh, I did. I I didn't really understand what was going on with the sets and the blocks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also I didn't have money to buy uh, products. Uh, <laughs> I was still a student in college. So I, 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 I went on, you know, basic stuff and uh, I, you know, upgrading my decks, but with uh, a certain budget and a certain amount. And so I didn't really figure out was what was going on uh, with the set releases and the reason why they really they did such things um, after at least a, a good year or two years after uh, started playing, um, which I I couldn't even tell you what was the set at the time. <laughs> Maybe Eldraine. I think I started figuring out what was going on with Eldraine, and that's when they like started. Uh, stop doing uh, blocks. Yeah. Um, with El I think it was with Eldraine or maybe before Eldraine. I'm not that sure. There has been so many sets since since then. So many sets. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track of. It's, oh my god. We we have a friend of mine who 
um, is a judge knows a lot about magic. And we just sat down as I was, this is just before Christmas and I was doing the um, top commanders of each set for the year video. And I just sat down before D&D, &D, I was like, can you name every set that came out this year? You just eyes like, um, maybe, let's try. I think, <laughs> I think, he, I think he missed two. Bang on oh, somebody who pre-releases everything, judges everything, and is like, still misses two. I'm like, how? Is, if the people that are judging this can't keep up, that's too much, man. Yes, that's a lot. I mean, I and um, that's pretty much around the time that I stopped, uh, maybe like a year or two ago, I stopped upgrading my decks with every set because yeah. I didn't even have the time to uh, to test the card. Yeah. <laughs> It was, there was already something better or something new coming out. I was like, okay, I can't keep up. I, just, <laughs> I can't. No. I can't. And you know, you buy the cards and then you, you you put it in your deck. You don't even have the time to try it. And then you have to uh, to try something else. It's just so much money left on the table. And I was buying singles. I wasn't buying boxes or anything. Yep. <laughs> Always buy singles. Which... Oh, God. Which, don't get me wrong, it's a huge first world problem. The pretty cardboard that we buy is rotating around too fast and we're getting too much powerful things. But it oh, is yeah. a problem. Especially when me and Martin have, God, quickly glance, 30 commander decks plus. It's like, Oof. we can't keep on some upgrading them. <laughs> Not even slightly. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Neo has been better at upgrading decks and keeping up with updating but he you know he even slowed down like he uh, i was i was i was on a spree what maybe one or two years ago i dismantled almost all all of my decks except for two and i was like okay this these are not working out these are not making me happy i can't keep up with the up, upgrades and all that stuff i'm rebuilding the whole things but with things that i really like and so i that's how i got with like all of my decks, except for two, are at least have black in them and red. <laughs> um, and now I'm just like, I'm happy with what it does. I, I leave it like that. I don't try to put new cards in it. Uh, it's just too <laughs> Well, is that with Neo? How, because you two are married and you both play Magic, you're both content creators. How does that work with cards? Do you share a collection? Do you have one each? Uh, we all have our own collection, but okay. um, we are, uh, if I need something from his collection, I can buy it off of him or we trade something that I, that I need or it depends on the, I, on most of the value of the cards, um, but uh, we, we separate things. Yeah. <laughs> well, we. I'm. I'm a goblin, so I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. I, I'm not that organized and all that good with keeping up with my cardboard. So, so he's the organized one. So he's the organized one. So he organizes his stuff and he knows where everything is. And I'm like, I had that a couple of months ago. Where is it now? I don't know. So I appreciate because I, I am the organizer in our relationship. Now we we were very staunch, complete separate when we first got together. Past two years, we've then merged collections and now are like building decks together. Uh-huh. Which has made it a lot easier. 
but is now we've got taken ages to get to that point. Yeah. Not but saying I mean, Holly is right. Our our bulk is common. We we are all the commons and commons are merged together. Yeah. Uh, except for the piles of cards that I have unsorted from boxes I've opened, there are behind me. They're in their boxes, and they're they stay there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in a box. You can't see it. It's fine. Yes, at least it's not piles of cards on my desk because uh, for sure these will go on the floor all the time. But yeah, the bulk is all together. Uh, but like the the expensive cards are in binders, and we have separate binders. No. Um, I have, like, a binder just for black cards. <laughs> we, you know, we, we have, I don't know if you can just about see it down there, we've got binders of each colour and then our <laughs> multicolored folder there. That's all our cards of rare or mythic or uncommons that are valuable for some reason, like, like you know, Snuff Out, which is for some reason $10 plus because... I know, I know, I don't know. I need to, I need to find it and tight sleeve it. <laughs> <laughs> Neo just comes in. I thought we shared on commons and commons. Like, shh, shh, shh. Yeah, but the, this one is, I used to run it in a deck. So uh, those, the cards that I used to run, I keep them in, a, in, a, in another binder in case I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to run it again. And I don't want to go through the huge box of bulk a, for half an hour. <laughs> a very good strategy. Like, you might... <laughs> We might have pitiless plunderers in the uncommon box. I'd prefer <gasps> them just to be in the black folder, if that's okay. Just saying. They should be in the black folder. Should be in the black folder. <laughs> see, see, we get along. We get along, Dave. We know what we want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Black cards in binders. <laughs> so, with, with that, with like, because we have a similar arrangement, do you find that, because obviously you're both content creators, I mean Martin are, we have a collection, we've got huge amounts of bloody expensive pieces of cardboard, do you ever find magic just not taking over your lives, but being a lot of your conversations? Or is that just us? Oh no, I mean, uh, magic's part of our life and part of our most of our conversations since we ever started playing, not even before we we were content creators. Uh, <laughs> we were always discussing decks and strategies and how our friends were playing and what could we do to improve uh, decks. New has helped me a lot improving on deck building, on even being a player because I, before Magic, I was—I I mean, I—I—I I, use—I was a—I uh, don't know—I didn't have any brother and sisters. I don't know what's the term. Um, Only child. Only child, thank you. I have a sister now, she's nine. Um, but when I grew up, I was alone, so I, I was not used to playing with other people, uh, board games and all that kind of stuff, so I, I used to be very salty. And I'm still salty with my local friends. Uh, <laughs> it's how it is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for them. Um, <laughs> your decks are just too good, guys. <laughs> Stop playing Elish Norn. <laughs> Elish Norn is a fine card, Davey. How dare you? I hate Elish Norn. The old one, I hate her. Oh, she, my God. She I've cost, ever... She got seven mana, though. <laughs> okay, Alex, I've been in a game where there has been three Elish Norn almost at the same time. In my mono black 2-2 zombie decks. Just I was not play, having a good time. <laughs> play a seven toughness creature? I don't know. 
But yeah, I don't like LSR no more. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I used to build really bad decks. I mean, my first deck, which is uh, I still have it. It's called Kalenkisa. Um, I was, oh my god, I was removing lands to put six costed demons in there, and I was like, oh, uh, just, you know, let me yeah. do my thing for, like, six turns, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, eventually it was like, okay, let's look at that deck, something's not working, yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was just demons and, and some lands and no ramp and no yeah. card draw. <laughs> Why does your curve start at four? <laughs> So he, he he's helped me a lot with the, with the, all of the deck buildings, um, and also being less less salty player and you know not going for the win all the time and doing it for fun and yeah. he's been a huge part of uh, of me on my journey uh, through Magic the Gathering and I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> that was very nice. Mond is similar thing to me because we uh, we were both when we met we were Yu-Gi-Oh judges and. You want to find a sold mine? You play Yu-Gi-Oh, um, <laughs> and I similarly used to be very salty. And he, through some very kind and gentle words, let's just say that, said like, "We don't do this anymore. We need to stop this." And he is right. And you have a lot more fun, and especially now, like I don't know about you, but finding it when you do have, we've got loads of cards. You got loads of cards. To the point where you're now like, huh, I could make a Kiddick deck and make it absolutely cancerous. Or <laughs> I could make a random skeleton tribal commander. And you, you start playing sillier things because you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, uh, I've been playing and building a lot more companion decks. And uh, I've, at least for a year, I think, I built my first companion deck, which, was, uh, which is Gairuda. Um, oh yes, the, the tomb of death, nice. and I'm I'm having so much more fun building with this restriction and playing with this restriction that it it's just I, I don't know it's the thing for me I, I I'm I think I'm more of a spike player, mm. <laughs> so having that uh you know work around that I have to do makes it easier for me to be like okay well you know i can't do that i can't do the thing because of how i build the deck and so i want to do the cool thing and not yeah. the best thing and i want to do the fun thing instead of a you know so I, it's helped me a lot as well to have building restrictions and playing restrictions um to you know be more silly and do more uh, weird and fun things uh except that uh, instead of you know building the best deck and doing the best thing and playing Grave Pact. <laughs> <laughs> playing Grave Pact. <laughs> uh, but I something you find like the commander lets you do that, lets you be silly and just play the funniest thing. I, I always say the best player that I know, who is a former pro player, who goes to LGS, he plays Jund. He plays the worst Jund commanders physically possible. And it's funny. And it's fun. And he still bloody wins all the time. But it's the funniest. It's good, fun magic. Because we know, when he's a CDH deck, we'd never win a game again. But it's not fun. And that's <laughs> that's what EDH is. And it's a good bit of fun, especially when you're playing stuff like Companions and having a weird restriction. Like that, 
a hippo that says you can't play anything else three or less CMT. Yes, Karuga. Yes, yeah. that's my next project, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to build that. I've, I've... Um, so the thing with uh, Karuga is that you want to actually have cars that have the three CMC but have an alternate cost or right. um, or um, uh, suspend cards as well oh like um that green one with suspend one green for three oh, yeah really uh annoying. sir yeah i don't know the cards by name by because it's green and i don't search for tomorrow yes that's thank you i had search but i didn't have the other things that's that's it that was gonna annoy me good we got so you, that, that that forces you to think outside the box and not go get the staple for that color and that's really what I like about about it. You know, for my Garuda deck, which is, I well, Neo helped me a lot building this deck as well. And I think it's probably like a uh, a, a, a huge uh, success for us is we've been building it to be able to bring Garuda back to my hand or to the battlefield because in Companion, there's no command zone. If the, yeah. the creature is in the graveyard, it stays in the graveyard. It doesn't go to another zone. And um, and when it's exiled, well, it's it's gone for good. <laughs> um, so we found uh, some weird cards that, respecting the companion... Um, uh, I'm, I'm losing my words. Um, the restriction for the companion, which is every card in the deck has to be even-costed. So we found a bunch of weird and old cards that were even-costed that can bring back the Garuda from the graveyard to the hand or to the battlefield. Um, so it had to have us search for, you know, on Scrapple and yeah. search for the good cards and then find these cards as well because some of them are... <laughs> They're weird. <laughs> which... That is something I love. That when you have people that um, um, when looking for cards, it's it's to go to Scryfall, not EDH rack, because Scryfall is where you find the weird and wonderful things. Like I need this thing to be even costed to return a creature card and be in these colors. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, because you with uh, I've I've been looking at EDH rack for for Garuda, but I don't think. There's that many decks with the companion because mm. Garuda is good on her own. She, you could play it at the, in the command zone. It it would be a pretty good deck as well. Um, so with the Garuda as a companion, you do not have to build with the restriction. So you can go the EDH rec route and have all the staples in it. Uh, but when you go with the companion route, well, you have to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make sure that you can have because let's be honest, a Garuda deck. You need Garuda. Yeah. That's the, you need her. You need the if that's the thing you want to clone, that's the thing you want to do. So if you don't have Garuda, there goes your game plan. <laughs> so I found other ways as well to kind of protect Garuda in uh, in the event of uh, be it being targeted for with a source to plowshare, for example. Um, and flicker as well the the Garuda to have it enter the battlefield again and do things again. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was digging for some cards that I have never heard about before, and that's the uh, I think that's the neat thing about 
companions and all that good stuff. You get to think differently, build something that's out of the box and that ends up being super fun and everybody's like, wow, that's so good. I'm like, yeah, I never thought about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I love when people make random decks um, of just things that people, other people might not think or even dismiss. Like, there's a guy at RLGS who's made a Rego Streetwise deck, the um, Bant 1-1 Tribal Commander from New Capena. Um, yeah. And he built it specifically because I called it the worst legend from New Capena. And oh, he, no. <laughs> he wanted and to he showed you. <laughs> he pointed to show Witcher, it's a pretty sweet deck. I just have to keep yes. telling him. It's, it's not because he's a bad commander. It's just like New Capena was completely lit and I loved it. And it's a part that says whatever. And I hate that word. But... No, which is which is great. I love the fact that he made it and it's a good deck and it wins games. It's just Oh, uh, I do love that about Commander. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite legends from uh, New Capena? From New Capena, it was Jetmere. I Yeah. Is it's one of those things of I could argue for Falco cuz I like Falco. He's card advantage and banned and combos with Hermit Druid, but <laughs> it Jetmere is just a one-card crater hoof for four mana in the command zone. Which... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. It I've been on the receiving end of, uh, of a Jitmir deck, because Neo has one, and... <laughs> Ouch. End step, Grand Crescendo for nine. Make nine one ones. My turn. Jetmir? Oh. <laughs> We're all dead. Oh, or Jetmere is still on the field and you couldn't get rid of the Jetmere. Yeah. Like, oh my god, we're just going we're to just, die. We're just, just, just going to die. We're just dead. We're just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jetmere is, uh, is pretty up there. Um, I don't have that much of a favorite from New Capena. I haven't built any of them, but Jetmere is one of, uh, of the sweetest, I think, of the pot. It's just... But Rafine, though. Rafine. Rafine's pretty good. Refrain's pretty good as well. I mean, the, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't build it, but I thought about it for a, a hot second. <laughs> uh, I, I built Falco because um, I liked him. And <laughs> it's very, very good, but it's a bit too slow, especially when, again, you can't just do Jetmere and just go, my deck is entirely make big tokens and ramp, and that's all you need in Jetmere. Which, yep. can't make that. <laughs> Just I mean, go. that's Naya things for you, right? <laughs> just hashtag just Naya things. <laughs> but then Naya, just to change conversation slightly, I've noticed this because we're getting into more doing CDH stuff, which I don't know if you ever played any CDH. Uh, I did play a little bit. Yeah. But I couldn't find much Naya, which, well, yes, that invites everyone in the comments to go, no, you're wrong, here's all the Naya CDH lists. <laughs> Fair enough. But I just hadn't seen it as much. And Well, I mean, I think the huge thing about Naya, it is really combat-centric. Yeah. Which... Uh, those colors are making tokens and pumping them and punching. Um, so I think that's where it's harder to maybe build uh, a consistent uh, CDH deck since... You want a combo, but I'm pretty sure there is uh, probably a food chain uh, Naya deck somewhere. <laughs> There'll be a food chain. Uh, I've, I mean, there is like you know the elk that's three that's Naya that 
I think you can combo out with with it. Oh, Marath from 2013. Marath. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they come in with um, X mouth mana cast uh -huh. for her, and then you can remove them and deal damage to a player. Yeah, yeah. so if you yeah. have infinite mana, you can yeah. go to town. <laughs> so I think that could be one, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking Ooh. out of the bottom of my, hand, of my mind here, but uh, I'm not super Do legible on, on Naya here. <laughs> Do I now build a CDH Marath deck? I mean, you can Might certainly have try. To do that now. It sounds like a good <laughs> show, actually. Start so, having Naya decks. That'd be a good show, actually. Oh, there you go. There you go. Saw it. CDH Marath. <laughs> Break the format. That's what we'll do. <laughs> no, not even slightly. <laughs> oh, oh, David, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you. Before, before we go, I have one last question for you, and it's one question I ask every single person. What is a card that you would both like to either unban or ban in Commander? <laughs> well, I know I'm, I'm going to sound like an, a villain here, but Grizzlebrand? Please unban Grizzlebrand? <laughs> Please? No! <laughs> I've never heard someone ask for that. The thing is, when I started playing, I saw Grizzlebrand, I was like, Oh, that's a cool deck! I want to do that! And all my friends were like, No, you can't. No. Why? It's no. banned. What's banned? <laughs> you can't play it. Oh, damn. But it looks so good. Yeah, that's because yeah. it's too good. That's why it's banned. You can't play it. Oh, god dang it. Right. <laughs> oh, god. That's that's Chamber I see it's my eye. Grizzlebrand. <laughs> So yeah, I told you, I, I sound like a villain now, but uh, oh. I want Grizzlebrand on Vanda. <laughs> Come at me, people. <laughs> I'll just play nothing but ramp, Grizzlebrand turn four, draw most of my library. Yes, please. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm... But, <laughs> but, but Grave Pact's too far, though. Grave Pact's too far, yes. I mean, I've got... Because... Uh, I mean, I'm hurting myself to draw these cards. I, I'm not impacting your board or your your gameplay in any way with Grizzlebrand, you know? I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not to dig for a combo or anything, I just want more cards. I'm always hellbent. <laughs> just value, Grizzlebrand. <laughs> just value! <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Oh, David, I love you as a person. Please don't ever change. <laughs> I don't plan to. <laughs> oh, right. That, I can't remember. that will be it for the podcast, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Any comments or questions, please leave them in the comment section below. I love you all. I've been Alex, and I will see you next time. <laughs>